You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Rock flag and eagle. All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgate, and I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming at you live from Quarantine Central, Austin, Texas. Glad to be back with another episode. It's been a while. I've taken a little while off, and that's just because of all the craziness going on, honestly, like in NASCAR specifically. I recorded, I'm not going to lie, I recorded an episode, and just felt like it wasn't the appropriate time to talk about the things that I I like to talk about, because I like to just be open, you know, I don't like to restrict the things that I talk about, that's why I have this podcast, is, you know, because fuck everything else, I'm just gonna give you my opinion on something, and, um, you know, this isn't how I make a living, so I don't really care if a lot of people don't like it, because it's not like I'm losing sponsorships, right, if, I, if I'm saying controversial things, but, you know, I understand... It was a pretty sensitive time and like what was going on in NASCAR, you know, there was the Confederate flag ban, there was the, you know, quote unquote noose, which I will get into this episode. I'm going to talk about it because I feel like now is the time I'm going to finally talk about it. Um, it. It's now that we know what happened, I think it's okay to talk about it again. And like I said, th- this is my personal, you know, preference, like, if I feel like I shouldn't talk about something for a little while, I just probably won't put out an episode because I know if I start talking on the mic, I'm just going to like go off. And it's not like I have anyone telling me like, hey, don't talk about this right now or we'll pull your sponsorship or we'll drop this. Like, th- That's just a personal opinion. I just, you know, I feel like it's not the time, but now it's the time. So, I'm recording this episode, I'm supposed to be watching the race right now, but the fucking rain 
once again is um, just destroying NASCAR. Uh, all the fans are talking about all these things that are are going to destroy NASCAR, right? It's um, it's the the high spoilers, right? They're they're going to destroy NASCAR. It's the track changes, right? The the new tracks that they want to go to and trying new things out. That's going to destroy NASCAR. The number placement, right? Where the numbers are on the car, definitely going to destroy NASCAR. The Confederate flag pushing out the old fans going to destroy NASCAR. You know, all this stuff is just a a fake out, right? It's just something to take your attention away from the true thing that will destroy NASCAR, and that's Mother Nature. Because she clearly fucking hates NASCAR. <coughs> you hear that? I think I got COVID. I coughed. I, I legit coughed right there. Did y'all hear that? I coughed. Have you ever coughed, bro? Do you even cough, bro? No, you don't, because you don't have COVID like me. I have COVID. I just coughed. I mean, there's no other way around it. I'm drinking uh, coffee right now. I'm doing something. I'm I'm trying something different. You know, instead of drinking a beer, I'm going to drink a coffee for this episode. See how it goes. And by the way, I'm going to start re- uploading like bits of these episodes onto YouTube. And I think I'll just put on the background of me like playing video games, right? Because it seems like people enjoy watching other people play video games. And I get it. I've watched some stuff before. Um, but this way I'm thinking you can like listen to all the great takes I have that you're not going to get anywhere else while watching me play video games. So I, I know the new NASCAR Heat's coming out. I have no interest in supporting that shit anymore. Like, fuck them. I don't trust that they're going to... They're going to repackage the same video game to you people. And you're going to buy it. And you're going to hype it up. It blows my mind that people, like, not only get behind this. Because, like, if that's your thing, you know, whatever. I, I, I get it. That's cool. That's your thing. You like this video game. And even though it's it's the same fucking video game every single time, like, you acknowledge it, but you don't really care. Because it's, like, you just want that, like, new DLC, essentially, with the new paint schemes and stuff. I totally get that. That makes perfect sense. I, like I, I, that's a reasonable, you know, explanation for supporting the video game. But the people that like adamantly defend it and just refuse to hear the litany of arguments against it, those people piss me off because it's like, no, just like, just admit it. You have to admit that the game has not changed. The game hasn't changed. There's nothing about the game changes. Like, year to year, it's the same fucking game. And they'll try to tell you a few things here and there, but it's the same game every year. They they don't actually give the people what they're asking for. And the people have asked for not much, in my opinion. People want a little bit more, like, in-depth into the career mode. Which, let's be honest, in a NASCAR game, that's literally the only thing that matters. I mean, yes, online, obviously. But... The career mode is is your campaign. That is, you know, to to virtually become a NASCAR driver. So a little bit, they want some more depth in that. Is that too much to ask in a fucking NASCAR game? 
and the one thing that I've been really adamant about is the uh, expansion on customization. It's NASCAR. NASCAR fans love to customize. We love paint schemes. You know what I mean? Like, we just inherently love that kind of thing. So, I just think it would make sense to add some more customization. I think you should be able to customize your character a little bit more. I think you should be able to absolutely customize paint schemes more. Like, not even a question. The paint scheme, I think they should just have... Honestly, they should release some kind of, like, software for your computer. Kind of like what it is for iRacing. Where you can, like, in-depth create paint schemes online to upload to, you know, your game on PlayStation. I don't see why that's an issue. I know that they've done, like, things like this before in the past. Not NASCAR Heat, but video games have done that. Where you can customize things, like, on your computer and then upload them. Um, I think that's the solution because you need, uh, in my opinion, you need a computer to go full on customization. Granted, the argument would be like, well, some people don't want to have to go to their computer to customize. And I think that's fine in that sense. They can, you know, add a little bit more features to the customization they already have on the game on the PlayStation or Xbox, if you're like a 13-year-old kid that drinks Monster Energy and lives with his mom, because he probably should because he's 13, but talks about banging other people's moms. If you're one of those people and has an Xbox, okay, same goes for you, but I'm just going to say PlayStation, just to be a little bit more general. So, yeah, customization. I, I think also, even like tracks. Like, let's add every fucking track in the world. Let's do like a Gran Turismo thing. You know, like, have every track. Like, let me race on an F1 track in Europe. That'd be kind of cool. In a stock car, it'd be funny, you know? If anything, it'd be funny. Like, can you imagine the fucking videos people would be making online? Like, can you imagine if I could if I could actually race, you know, if let's say I could customize my own track. My own track from, you know, start to, like, everything's customized. And I make it a dirt road course through the mountains of like Italy on a fucking stock car but it has like long straights and then sharp turns right right so I'm on a stock car on dirt I don't know how fast you can get it going on dirt I assume you know up to around 200 miles an hour but I ha- I know that there's a turn coming up so when do you slow down like shit like that you know that would be fun that would make me invested into NASCAR heat Again, and I would be like really invested. I don't. I wouldn't even care about the online stuff. Like, sure, it'd be fun, especially if you can upload your own uh, customized tracks and paint schemes and race people online on the track that you've created against their paint schemes. And the paint schemes would be people would meme the shit out of that. I can tell you right now, like they would put some funny shit on those paint schemes. And you can have something to make sure there's no, like, nudity and shit on there. Like, on the photos. There's got to be some kind of software that prevents that kind of stuff. But just, like, I, let's say I have a paint scheme with just kind of like the Corey LaJoy one. But with just my face, like, all over it. Just an absurd paint. Like, that shit would be funny. That's what NASCAR Heat needs. And until they do that, I'm not buying another fucking NASCAR Heat ever. I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm done with the game. They don't care about the fans. So, I'm out. Sorry. Not to mention that PlayStation 5 is coming out. 
And like, fuck that, dude. Fuck that. Everyone always talks about how excited they are about these new gaming consoles. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like an old man in a, I was going to say young person's body, but I mean, I'm almost 30 now. I'm just, I'm like, I'm an old man mentality. And I don't like change. I don't. I inherently don't like change. That's why whenever anything is changing about NASCAR, I instantly am just like, what the fuck's that about? That's my that's my first thought. I, I, I'm just like, no, what's that about? I don't trust that shit. What's that, change? So, yeah, NAS, the, 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 the PlayStation 5, not into it. The design, everyone's, you know, memeing it and talking about how stupid it looks and... It looks weird, yeah. Um, it does. Not gonna lie, but the thing is, everyone's gonna forget about that once it's released, you know. Because I feel like people have talked about how weird gaming console designs are every time they come out. And granted, this one's a little bit more than normal. I understand that, you know. But now we live in a meme culture, so of course it's gonna be bigger than normal. Everyone's gonna meme it. And the Xbox looks fucking stupid, too. But I just don't like the idea of these new gaming consoles coming out. I don't. Why? Because that's just another, like, 500 They say it's four to 500 It's going to be, like, $600. Definitely. You know, with the technology they have in that thing, yeah, it's going to be, like, $600. That's another, you know, $600 I'm going to have to spend just to fucking keep up. And then, on top of that... Right, because I I don't mind that so much because that's like a long term investment. It's like yeah, but you'll have this for years and years, unlike other pieces of technology, especially iPhones that you you know you spend hundred dollars on just to change every couple of years. But my biggest issue when the PlayStation Four came out was that all the fucking money, all the money. I don't even know how much money. It was a lot of money. All the money that I spent on games for PlayStation Three went out the fucking window worthless just down the drain because for whatever reason they decided not to let me play my playstation 3 games on my playstation 4 which means every time i want to play ncaa 14 i have to go out dust off my playstation 3 and plug it in you know like i i don't the only xbox i ever had was the original xbox right and the only good thing about Xbox was the fact that they have the Halo franchise on there. Because I will admit, the Halo franchise was incredible. Especially Halo 2. Especially Halo 2. Which I had on the original Xbox. And I I, I, I want to preface this by saying, like, I only bought that original Xbox... Because of Halo 2. And I and I think Halo 2 was probably like came out like towards the end of that original Xbox era when they were coming out with the 360. So I just remember it being like really cheap. I think I was in high school or something and I, I just like had a job and I could afford to buy it myself. So I went out and bought an Xbox just to have Halo 2. So it's kind of like NCAA football. Like I'll dust off the Xbox every once in a while just to fuck around with some Halo 2. Because the game is incredible. It was awesome. But this goes back to my point of, like, that that's my biggest issue with these new gaming consoles. If the PlayStation 5 
and it maybe it does this, and I just haven't read up on this yet. But if the PlayStation 5 allows me to play my PlayStation 4 and even my PlayStation 3, I'm not even going to get into PlayStation 2. I mean, holy shit, if we could do that. But if it allows PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3 games to be played on a PlayStation 5, then I'll like contest. I'll, I'll, I'll admit I was wrong. This is worth the money. If that's the case, it's worth the money. If not... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Then, like, Sony, you fucked me. You fucked me like you always do. And so, is the technology worth the money? Sure. I'm sure it is. I am. I'm positive it is. With what they put in those gaming consoles, it's absurd. It's a lot of fun. I spend hours and hours on these consoles, you know. I'm not, like, a huge gamer or anything, but I do enjoy, like, sports games and shooting games. I'm, I'm essentially the jock of the gaming world, I think. And I'm not saying jock because I'm, like, uh, extremely, you know, chiseled and good-looking, although I am. I'm saying jock in the sense of, like, just dumb and, like, duh, I like games. Like, because I'm sure, like, actual gamers, you know, number one, are on a PC, but they play, like, these hardcore fucking games I've never even heard of. And, like, I'm sure my sports games and my Call of Duties are not included in the world of esports. I guess, to put it that way. So I'm the dumb jock of the gaming world. But regardless, I put in quite a bit of time into these games. Like, I think most people do. You know, even us dumb jock gamers. Although, we're, we're not taken as seriously in the e, quote-unquote e-sports world. Um, we still spend a lot of time playing video games because we're dudes. We're dudes being bros playing video games, and that's just what we do. So... PlayStation 5, give me my old games. I, w- I was talking about this recently online uh, because I feel like the one Call of Duty game that got no respect but deserved respect because some of the Call of Duties were trash, and I get that. But the one that I thought people just didn't give a fuck about, no one ever talked about, and I felt like it was actually a really good game and had the potential to be an even better game if they put a little bit more time and effort into it, like, afterwards with, like, DLCs and stuff, was Call of Duty World War II. I can't remember what year it came out. I want to say 2018. I want to say 2018. Maybe it's somewhere around there. I, I know for a fact it's somewhere around 2018. You know, a little more, a little less. I don't know. Look it up if you care. But that game got, like, no attention and then right after that, they came out with, um, you know, that next one. What was it? Black Ops or some shit. And that game was like, all right. It was all right. But I'm just, like, not into this whole um, Fortnite, PUBG-style Call of Duty. Where it's the big maps. And you go to the fucking Gulag. Ooh, let's meme about the Gulag. It's not fun, dude. It's not as fun. I prefer normal online Call of Duty. To that any day of the week. 
like Fortnite was fun while it lasted. I had fun on Fortnite because, you know, I was playing with my brothers and like we all live in other parts of the country and it was fun. Uh, it was weird. It was different. It was fun. I like, I'm not doing that with Call of Duty. With Call of Duty, I like to just get on by myself and fucking play online with some strangers I don't know and just play some like quick, you know, games. It's quick games like Team Deathmatch. You know, like I enjoy that shit. So I, I've been going back and playing World War II and having a lot of fucking fun on it, man. And so if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, You've been watching my World War II gameplay, so you know I'm not good at Call of Duty. That's the thing. Like, I'm not trying to pretend to be good at Call of Duty. Now, you play me in NCAA 14, I'll crush you, and you don't stand a chance. And I don't care who you are. I know people say that all the time, but, like, I'm not joking. Like, I don't lose that game. I just don't. So, like, play me. I dare you. You'll get smoked in NCAA 14. But in, like, Call of Duty and stuff... I'm good, you know, I'm decent, like, I'll win games here and there, I'll, you know, always have, like, more kills than deaths, but I just enjoy it, it's just fun, and, um, World War II's been a lot of fun, I've had a lot of fun with World War II and playing World War II, and that's what I'm gonna do now, is I'm gonna upload these, I I was thinking of a way of how can I offer my podcast on YouTube, because I'm a big YouTube guy. I'm not going to lie. I pay for the fucking premium YouTube. Are you kidding me? I get scammed for that. I know. But I pay for it because I I watch that much YouTube. I truly, like, I, I think I would watch, I, honestly, I would say I watch almost as much, if not just as much YouTube as I do Netflix. And I know people are going to think that's fucking insane to say, but it's the truth. I have Hulu, HBO, I have Shudder, dude. Shudder, by the way, is actually tight. They should sponsor me. I'd give them hard shout outs. I have all the streaming services, and, like, YouTube is up there with Netflix as number one and two for me. That's how much YouTube I watch. So I was thinking, there's got to be people like me out there that, like, that enjoy um, podcasts online. You know, like, Joe Rogan experiences. I don't know if he, uh, apparently he's going just to Spotify now. I don't know how that's going to work, if they're still going to be on YouTube or not. But I enjoy putting that on, especially now that I'm working from home. I'll just fucking put it on the TV, and that'll play in the background. Also, um, who is it? Chris D'Elia. He has a pretty good one, and he has, you know, all those clips on YouTube. But I don't have a fucking studio, you know? And there's no way you want to see me sitting in my apartment in Austin, Texas, just talking about shit. There's no way that's going to do well on YouTube. I don't think so, at least. So, instead, what I've decided was... um, I'm going to put, like, just gameplay. If, like, whatever video game I happen to be playing at that moment, uh, I'm, I'm just going to upload the, the the podcast episodes on YouTube with my video game gameplay in the background. So it's something to, like, watch, but, you know, you don't really have to pay attention because it's more about the audio. It's more about what I'm talking about. But if you're a YouTube person, that should, you know, be your fix. Now, I know I said I was going to talk about you know, some of this shit going on in NASCAR right now. So let's get into it, man. Let's fucking talk about it. Why not? Let's talk about it. Number one, I don't know if y'all watched the interview. Steve Phelps went on the NASCAR Weekly podcast with, you know, some of my some of my uh some of my boys out there. Eric Eastep, big time uh recurring guest on this podcast. He's been coming on this podcast since 
since I've started talking about NASCAR, really, I need to actually get him back on. I've been talking to him, but this fucking COVID quarantine, he hasn't been in Austin since the, like the quarantine shit. So it's hard to get him on, but you know, it's a good podcast. I got the, the, um, black flags matters, uh, iceberg. And then of course, Danny B talks, uh, he's, he's real tight with this show. I've actually been on that podcast before. It's a lot of fun. So anyway, if y'all haven't seen that, go check it out. It's with um, with Steve Phelps, and he talks about how you know this new package that they're coming out with. Although everyone that I've ever talked to absolutely hates it, and I mean everybody, like Twitter hates it, and then actual NASCAR fans hate it. And I know, like, this is kind of a running joke for me, but like Twitter does not represent. NASCAR. I just want want to make sure everybody listening to this podcast understands that. Like Twitter does not represent NASCAR. Twitter is I I done I've looked at the numbers before, but it you know, I think it's I I've decided it's roughly like less than 10% of actual NASCAR fans are on Twitter and you, and actually like actively using Twitter. So just know that Twitter is not a good representation because it's majority young people as well. Facebook is a slightly better representation. I'll give it. I'll give them that. You know, the the NASCAR fan base, the NASCAR audience, is mostly on Facebook, and a lot of people use Facebook, so that's a better representation. But Twitter, the the NASCAR Twitter sphere, is not a good representation of NASCAR. I just want to make that known. I'm going to say that as many times as possible. So anyway, it seems like both sides of this, the NASCAR Twitter sphere and the actual NASCAR fans kind of unanimously agree, like, no, we don't like the way this new package is going, we're not happy with the changes NASCAR has been making, all that, and yet he comes on and claims that, no, actually, uh, by our research, it shows that people do enjoy this, and and the reason he says that is because the NASCAR fan council says, I think he said like 80% approval from the NASCAR fan council, and so then... You know, I was commenting on their uh, their video saying, like, what the fuck is this NASCAR fan council anyway? Like, who is this? Are they just going around, like, the office of at NASCAR HQ and being like, hey, do you like what we're doing here? Do you want to keep your job? And they say yes. And they're like, okay, boom. But apparently people were responding to me being like, I'm actually part of the fan council. I got a lot of comments of people that are part of this fan council. Apparently... You can sign up for it, and they send you these questions, but they gave me examples of how they ask the questions, and it's fucking insane, dude. They're like, do you enjoy good racing, or do you enjoy not good racing? And you're like, well, I enjoy good racing. And they're like, okay, so that means you want bigger spoilers. And it's like, what? That, that, totally unrelated. Like, do you enjoy puppy dogs and beaches? Or do you enjoy Satan himself and needles and eyeballs? Well, I think given those two options, I'd probably pick puppies and beaches. Bigger spoilers. Number placement. Like, that's what they do. So, I don't know why they have to make up... Like, they invest money into this, which means they invest... Like, think about this. I'm in marketing, so I I always think about it like this. They're investing money into creating essentially propaganda to 
I don't know what, like, persuade fans that actually you do like it? Like, that's insane. I get, I get, like, propaganda and stuff like that in politics. I mean, you know, say, say it's fucked up all you want, but, like, it's effective, you know. It's utilized for a purpose. But in NASCAR, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, are you, are you investing money in creating propaganda just to convince yourself that your idea is good? Because you're not going to, like, change fans' opinions on the product on the track just because you said, well, 80% of this fan council says it's good. It's just like, yeah, but, like, I'm not part of that fan council, and I don't think it's good. So, like, if you're going to invest money into conducting research on an audience response, which is good, which is what you should do, especially with a sport that you you only exist to offer fans what they want, right? Because if, in, when you stop doing that, you don't have a sport anymore. I mean, that seems obvious, but no, that's a good thing to, like, you know, invest money into, like, conducting research on fan reactions to things. But then actually do it. Like, actually, you know, ask real questions and get real responses from real fans. Like, really conduct some research and see what people want and then give it to them. Like, that's how, <laughs> that's how business works. I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking crazy, you know, we're living in this world of monopolies, so I guess I, I just don't understand business anymore. But I thought that's how business worked. You just offer people what they wanted. I'm getting heated talking about this shit. It's also because I turned off the AC. I have to turn off the AC when I record podcasts so it doesn't make that noise in the background. And if I haven't made it abundantly clear... I live in Austin, Texas, and it gets hot here. It does. And, you know, people will be like, well, you know, where'd you come from? Did you move there from somewhere else? Stuff like that. Like, no, I grew up here, and it's still fucking hot. That's just the fact of the matter. Even if you grow up here, you're never used to the heat. It's still hot. I think I can handle the heat better than a lot of people that move here, because Austin's full of people, if you're unaware... They move from other places that aren't actually from here, and um, it is kind of annoying. I don't want to sound like one of those people, but it is annoying. So to live in a place that's filled with people from, like, not from here, and to see the, the culture of the city and all that kind of disappearing. But anyway, that's a whole other discussion. Um, it, it gets hot here. It's just a fact. So when I turn off the AC, I get heated. And when I talk about politics, but I don't talk politics on this podcast, which is why I haven't been talking about the current situation in NASCAR. Because it's funny to say, like, well, I don't talk politics. It's like, well, it's not political, you know, it's just racism or it's just like, you know, I don't care what you call it. Take a step back and tell me that, like, every discussion right now isn't like politically charged. It is. So I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going there. I think it's a bad move. Because you know what? You're going to piss off somebody. And I don't want to piss off any of my fans. My fans are already garbage enough. They don't need to hear me talk about politics. I have the worst fans in the whole world. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. If you're like a dedicated fan of this podcast, Jerry Gayden, you're terrible. I hate you. But I don't hate you enough to make you like sit through and listen to my political opinions. And then try to, like, have you either hate me or go, yeah, like, I love what this guy says. This guy represents me because these are the ideas that I have. Oh, dude, he believes in Pizzagate? I believe in Pizzagate. That means I'm going to be a dedicated fan of this guy. And that's what would happen. Like, I would lose some fans, but I would get some, like, hardcore fans if I I just formed. Even if I just didn't even believe it, but I just started spewing specific political opinions. I'll get some hardcore fans, but the problem with that is the second you, you know, have an opinion that they don't agree with, um, you lose everybody. Because you lost half your fans that you pissed off before, and the only reason you have the other half is because they like what, like, one of your political beliefs is. And you know what? You're not always going to agree with everybody. So the more and more you're just going to start losing fans, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. If you like to listen to me just ramble about sports and shit, like, and shit going on in sports, particularly NASCAR, then enjoy this podcast. That's what it's about. But I'm not going to go down the political route at all. But I feel like it's far enough away now to where I can talk about it a little bit. I'm not going to go too hard into this thing, but I can talk about it a little bit. Number one, let's start with Ryan Blaney. Let's start with Ryan Blaney. He won... In Talladega, right? He, uh, that's back-to-back Talladega wins for him. Woo! Ryan Blaney, baby. And I used to, I really liked Ryan Blaney coming into it. Because, like I said, I, I work in marketing. So my whole, like, idea is always, like, how can I help NASCAR grow? Like, what, or more so, what will help NASCAR grow? Not how can I help it. Because my podcast right now open it. But how what will help NASCAR grow? And I saw Ryan Blaney as an answer to that complicated problem. One of the one of the answers to that complicated problem. Because he's young. You know, he has like really cool taste in music. As another like youngish person. Um 
I appreciate his taste in music, and he's always kind of on social media talking about bands that he likes and, you know, things that he does. And, and I was like, wow, somebody that, you know, a, a driver that I feel like I could connect with on a personal level, you know. And that's what you need. You need personalities in NASCAR. You really do, more so than a lot of other sports. You need personalities. So I saw Ryan Blaney as that personality for the newer generation. It's like he's rocking the fucking mullet and mustache and listening to, you know, like Sturgill and stuff like that. It's like, hell yeah, dude. That's like the new generation. That's who they need to target. And this guy's going to fill that gap. So I saw him as somebody that I would, could potentially latch myself onto as a fan. You know, but I'm not just going to jump on it right away. I'm going to, like, give it some time, and I'm glad I did. Because, in my opinion, I think he's kind of a douchebag. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's because he just, like, grew up rich with, like, a dad that was a driver. And I I feel like we kind of all have to, like, think about that as well, you know. A lot of these drivers probably are kind of douchey, man. They're They're not growing up like us, right? They they come from totally different backgrounds, and I've told I've told the story a million times about how he went at me on Twitter, which led to all his like fans coming at me, and I don't have a problem with it. You know, I don't care. He doesn't control his fan base, I, absolutely not. I don't expect him to. But just like his argument was fucking terrible, and he was just trying to argue like a stupid tweet that was just didn't make sense. Anyway, here's my thing about Blaney is ever since he won last weekend at Talladega, people were comparing him to like Dale Earnhardt essentially because he's, you know, this badass driver that's like getting it done. But I don't think so, man. I, I think I'm all for aggressive driving, especially, you know, at the end, right? I still support Austin Dillon's decision to um, to go for a block um, or to go for the pass on Eric Amarola even though he was going for the late block for the Daytona 500 win. I still support that because that was an aggressive move for the win to, to win the Daytona 500. You know, how many other chances are you going to get like that? But Ryan Blaney's win this last week in Atalladega was trash. That was garbage, dude, what he was doing. People were like, well, Rubin's racing. It's like, no. I mean, (laughs) yes and no. It's like that meme. (laughs) Yes, but actually no. Um, Rubin is racing. Driving aggressive is great. But purposely taking somebody out as you cross the finish line to get the win is cheap and dirty. It is. And if it was any other driver, if it was Austin Dillon, if it was Ricky Stenhouse, specifically those two guys, um, they would be penalized. NASCAR fans would be like calling for them to be fucking booted for the season if they did what Ryan Blaney did. But because Ryan Blaney, you know, is the golden boy, he's going to be treated with special gloves to not offend or upset him. If you didn't watch the race, um, he he was, you know. Going for blocks on Eric Jones as Eric Jones was like coming up trying to go for the win, which is totally cool. Uh, I thought that was great. I was like, man, he's you know putting in some good blocks. 
He's doing really good. He's looking good. And then uh, Eric Jones gets around him and has the momentum to pass him. And he probably will pass him because he made a really good move to get around him and was getting pushed and had the momentum. What did Ryan Blaney do? Put him in the fucking wall, dude. That's what he did. He just went up on him and put him in the wall. And that's bullshit. Like, that's that's bullshit. That's a fucking dirty win. It is. But if it was anybody else, I think every NASCAR fan would agree with me. But because it's Ryan Blaney, people are just blinding themselves. That's a dirty fucking win. And like I said, I'm all for aggressive driving. But to blatantly put somebody in the wall, knowing that they have the momentum and they're probably going to pass you for the win, is fucking dirty. You know, he got around you fair and square. You threw some sick blocks there, man. And those were good moves, but he got around you fair and square. You know, he bested you. At that point, you just have to, like, hope that he doesn't pass you in time. You can't put the guy into the wall. That's dirty. And guess what? Ryan Blaney, back-to-back Talladega winner. Did we not remember what happened last year at Talladega? I mean, he, he did a very similar thing where he came up and fucking threw Ryan Newman in there just to get the win. It was a little bit different. The Ryan Newman situation, I was kind of like, well, you know, that's aggressive driving at the time. That's what I was thinking. But I think this is becoming more of a pattern for Ryan Blaney. I mean, I was reading articles of people saying, like, Ryan Blaney, now that he has four wins, is going to be, like, the next greatest fucking NASCAR driver of all time. And I'm not even being hyperbolic about this. Like, people are saying, like, he's he's going to be the next great. You know, is he the next Dale Earnhardt? Is he, you know, it, okay, the guy has four wins, and two of which were, one was kind of dirty, one was blatantly dirty. So, no, I don't think so. I mean, unless he can show me that he can get, like, clean wins. That was fucking dirty, man, and he's still young, so I, I don't want to be too harsh on him. But, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just think it's bullshit that because it was Ryan Blaney nobody's gonna call him out for that shitty that shitty win no one's gonna call him out I mean Eric Jones isn't gonna be the guy that's gonna go at him either but I miss the NASCAR when somebody would have gotten out of their car and fucking you know beat the shit out of him for that because that's kind of what he deserved that's fucked up so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see with Ryan Blaney. My, my opinion on Ryan Blaney, though, has drastically changed over the years, which is probably the opposite of everyone else's, but that's how it is, man. And then we got Kyle Larson over there tearing it up in dirt. He's like the fucking Michael Jordan of dirt racing. I mean, what did he have, like seven wins in a row or some crazy shit? I don't watch enough dirt racing. That's the thing. I need to watch more like winged racing. Or just more dirt in general. I really like late model dirt racing. I think it's really cool. I like dirt because the sliding, like the the concept of sliding, you know, in the racing is so interesting to me. And I'm a big uh, short track guy. I think any true stock car racing fan is a big short track guy um, or woman. But yeah, dirt racing, I need to get more into. It's just difficult. It's difficult to get more into because what do I have to do? I have to spend $40 a month to pay for Dirt Vision just to watch dirt racing. 
$40 a month to watch dirt racing. If that's not the biggest ripoff you've ever heard of, I don't know what it is. 40 a month. Not 4, 40. If 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 we're talking like you know, 8 to $12 a month, I'd consider it. You know, I'd probably, you know what, I'd probably splurge and I'd get it. Granted, I have every other streaming service, as do most people now. You know, so that, you're like, oh, you can't, you can't afford $40 a month. I can afford $40 a month, but I'm spending like $100 a month on all my other streaming services combined, as are most Americans. So, you know, that you're just adding to it. So, yeah, you're talking like $12 a month. I'll consider it. That's still a little high, in my opinion, just to get dirt racing. You know, like, it doesn't offer, like, every racing. It's dirt vision. If I was getting, like, every other alternative racing to outside of NASCAR, Indy, and F1, and maybe, like, if I got, like, every other type of racing, because there's a lot of fucking racing out there, then, sure, I consider it. But $12 a month? For dirt racing is still expensive. I still might not even do it. $39 a month is what they charge. I don't understand it. I Like, I went on their website. I, I It blew my mind. I was like, people pay for this? That's insane. It's dirt racing, dude. They need to just, like, live stream that shit on YouTube and run ads with it and call it a day. I mean, that that's what they have to do. Because I would like to watch, like, the Chili Bowl, the was it, the Snowball Derby or whatever, um, in Pensacola, Florida. You know, some of those, like, super late model stuff. I would like to watch all that stuff in one place. So give me that streaming service for $12 a month. And not only will I partake, I will utilize my podcast at least, like, once a week. To give you a shout out, like a free shout out. I mean, that's the fucking streaming service I need. And I'm just too lazy to make it happen. Cause now I'm like, wait, why don't I try to put that in? Cause I'm too lazy. So if you're wondering that too, like Rattlesnake, why don't you put this on? You seem to have all these brilliant genius ideas. I do have them, but it's because I'm lazy. So there you go. I answered your question. That's why I don't do any of this shit. That's why I have a podcast instead of like actually. Being successful in something. That's why every podcaster is like that. You know? We just like to talk about shit instead of actually do shit. That's what a podcast is for. So anyway, Kyle Larson over there tearing it up in dirt, man. He's like the fucking Michael Jordan of dirt racing. And I think that's awesome. It's kind of like a John Force situation. You know? With drag racing. He's just like, people know I don't even watch drag racing. Another thing. I think would be fun to get more into is drag racing, right? NHRA. Dude, that'd be sick. Those look fun. And they come to Texas. I should get more into that now that I'm thinking about it. But, you know, I don't even watch that shit. And I know John Force. Everybody knows him. In racing world, at least. Um, Kyle Larson can be like the John Force of like wing racing or dirt racing. You know? I think that's kind of cool. And I say good for him, dude. Like, I know what he said is wrong. <laughs> I shouldn't even have to, like, preface with that, right? Like, you, you should just assume that when I'm, like, I'm not a racist person. 
Like, I think you should just be able to. I assume that about pretty much everyone I come in contact. I don't, like, meet somebody. I'm like, I don't know, man. This guy could actually be a racist. Um, But let me preface it by saying I'm not a racist. And I think saying uh, racial slurs is bad. <laughs> Murder bad. Racial slur bad. Like, okay. We got that out of the way. All right. Um, lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey. Not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. So what he said is wrong, obviously. Uh, you know, people say that shit online, like playing video games all the time. They say, like, much worse than that. Uh, or at least I think so. I guess I'm a white guy. But they say a lot of fucked up things <laughs> when you play, you know, video games online. But um, it doesn't mean it's okay. And Kyle Larson, you know, is a celebrity. And he should know better. Um, so, yeah, like, all that, you know. Whatever you're thinking about it, like, yeah, totally. I'm with you on that. I feel you. Um, I just thought it was kind of shitty that uh, he pretty much lost his entire career because of it. I think that sucks. You know, I don't. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think it sucks that he, the dude, like, lost his career because of it. But it happened, right? He's out of NASCAR, and um, that's just part of it. Because NASCAR is like, oh, he can come back if he, if he, um does the, like, mandatory racial training or some shit. Uh, but that doesn't mean he's going to keep his ride, right? Like, he's going to lose his ride. The team doesn't want him because sponsors don't want him because fans don't want him. You know, it's a, it's a whole thing. So nobody wants him. So he could have done the training. I don't know. Maybe he did. But, like, he's not going to stay in NASCAR. That's not going to happen. So... He owns, you know, his own car in dirt racing. He owns the team. So he was like, fuck it. I'll go back to dirt racing where they love me, where I'm teared up. He's better at dirt racing than he is at NASCAR, and he enjoys it more. He stated that. He said winning the Chili Bowl was bigger to him than winning the Daytona 500. Good. I think that's great, dude. I think that's awesome that that's, like, what he's passionate about. He, you know, has a passion, and that's what he likes. So... Now that he's tearing it up and NASCAR looks like NASCAR looks like the year 2020. Like if the if the year 2020 was a sport, it would be fucking NASCAR. Cuz it's just it's ridiculous. Everybody's mad at everybody. Everything's falling apart. It's fucking insane. So, now that NASCAR's looking like the year we're in, the year of our Lord 2020, um 
I've noticed people are starting to warm up to Kyle Larson coming back to NASCAR. Didn't take long, by the way. <laughs> people are starting to warm up to it. They're going, oh, well, you know, if he just, like, apologized, like, one more time, like, one more sincere apology, then, you know, I'd be cool with it. But he's got to apologize. But, like, you know, one more time, and, yeah, he can come back. And then, you know what, not just come back, but, like, let's actually put him in a better car than he was in before. Let's put him in Jimmy Johnson's car. Um, But he's got to apologize. But once he apologizes, let's, like, put him in the best available ride for next season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you were really offended by what he said then, if that's what you think. If that's what you think, then I'm sure you were the person that was really offended. I'm sure you were the person that was on Twitter talking about how, like, what he's done is worse than murder, you know? Like, I'm sure you were that guy trying to project how serious you take this. But, um, I don't want to fucking hear it from you. (laughs) I don't want to hear it, man. And the thing is, if I'm Kyle Kyle Larson, I wouldn't want to hear it. Like, that, fuck that, dude. I don't think Kyle Larson should come back to NASCAR. I know that sounds like fucked up and morbid, but like I said it when it happened. I said we probably won't see Kyle Larson ever back in NASCAR. Because why would you come back to NASCAR, man? You're tearing it up in dirt. You own your own team there. So, you know, you can do whatever you want. You know, you're crushing it over there. And, um, you know, that's what you love to do. Why come back? You had a career here. What was he in? Like seven seasons, I want to say? I don't know. It's off the top of my head. I'm not looking the show. I'm not spending the time to look this up, but I think it was seven seasons. You know? What do you have? Like five win five wins, maybe? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting shit confused. But I think off the top of my dome, no research, I'm gonna say he was in NASCAR for seven seasons with five wins. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'm totally off. But that's what that's what I think. Uh had a good career in NASCAR. You know, he he was kind of up and down a little bit. If he was even halfway responsible with his money, then he would never have to go back to NASCAR. He could live his life on dirt if he was responsible with his money. I want to preface that, by the way. Maybe his wife, you know, once they realized they couldn't buy that new fucking car that she wanted, maybe she'll be like, you're going back to NASCAR. I don't care if you take the shittiest ride. I mean, and I get it. If you're offered the fucking, the 48, that's hard to turn down. I get that. That's a great car to come back into NASCAR with. Um, So, maybe he takes that deal if he's offered it. I don't know if they'd offer it to him, though. Because I don't think any sponsors, especially in the climate we're in now, it's only gotten worse. It's not like McDonald's wants to go back to a man. They're like full on, they're going to be like full on Bubba. You know? So... I don't think I don't think he'll get the offer for the forty eight. I think he'll get offers from like the small teams, like Starcom or some shit, like running the double zero. But like, fuck that! I'm Kyle Larson. I'm not going back to NASCAR for that shit. So that's my point. I don't think he should go back to NASCAR. I think he should just. I'm not like I said. I I I started this statement by saying that I do not condone what he said. It was fucked up. He knows it's wrong. We all know what he did was wrong. He made a big mistake. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that, but it was just a huge mistake. Everybody knows it was a huge mistake, and it's fucked up. But that being said, you know, NASCAR didn't want to hear it. The fans didn't want to hear it. Uh, sponsors didn't want to hear it. They wanted him out. 
So I would say fucking stay out, man. I, I think NASCAR is going to, yeah, NASCAR is in a bad spot right now. That's all I'm saying. Um, speaking of which, I'm going to touch on the Bubba thing. I'm going to fucking do it. I know I shouldn't talk about Bubba, but I'm going to touch on it. Um, obviously, as you all know, the story was that, uh, after the race, Bubba Wallace and or his team, see, the story gets a little confusing because I've heard both from him, actually, that, you know, he saw the news, but he didn't see the news. Uh, regardless, they found a noose in their stall and, um, reported it, called in the FBI, called in like 15 FBI agents. For, to investigate this news. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought the story was weird to begin with when I heard that. Because uh, I was like, well, fans aren't allowed back there. You know, so somebody working with NASCAR, um, you know, fucking tied a noose just to put it in. Like, that seems crazy to me. And, like, why all of a sudden? You know, if, like, People in NASCAR truly hated Bubba because he was black, which I have a really hard time believing because, I mean, I just don't think people within NASCAR especially would, like, be so blatantly racist. So I just had a hard time believing it at first. I'm not going to lie. I was like, this seems weird. I don't know. Like, I didn't think much more about it past that, but I just remember thinking this was weird. And that's why I didn't come out with the podcast because I was like, if I say that, People will just think I'm a racist. And that's why, I mean, that was a, a big thing on Twitter. I saw any person that said, I don't know, this seems like suspicious, this is a weird story, um, were immediately called racist. And I just remember thinking, like, that's not cool, man. You can't just, like, call people racist just for questioning a story. Just for saying, like, that's weird, you know. <laughs> you can't be like, Oh, you think that's weird racist? Do you? Do you do you also think it's weird that you hate you hate every black person? Like that kind of shit. And you're like, what? What a weird conclusion. So I thought it was weird from the get-go. And then obviously it came out. The FBI finished their investigation, and of course it was just like it had been there since a year ago, and um it was just a, a rope pull for a garage door. Now, why the garage door was tied as, like, a noose, I've seen photos of, like, multiple stalls with it. Um, some people have said they've never, like, Bubba said he's never seen that before in his entire career of racing. That might also be true. Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about knots. I don't know. All I know is that it was tied, you know, a year ago. Clearly not some uh, attack on Bubba. Um, that's all I know. And I do know that somebody like reported this before um the FBI finished the investigation or at least released their information and i saw people um in comments and shit reporting in that and i thought um oh that's you know that's interesting but immediately once again all the comments were attacking people that were saying that and they were like oh you must be racist and i was thinking like why, dude? That seems like some pretty good evidence of like maybe that's the maybe that's what happened. And even all the journalists and stuff too were like, that's absurd. That's not true. This is all bullshit. Don't believe this story. And then within like I swear within like eight hours, the FBI was like, Nope, that's the exact story. 
And and then the journalist just pretended like they I, I saw a couple, I think, actually delete their comments saying like that whole story was bullshit. So um I think it's great that obviously there was no racist um uh, attack on Bubba Wallace. I think that's wonderful. Uh I think everybody can agree. <laughs> you know, both sides of the people arguing. The quote-unquote racist, the Twitter racist, the non-Twitter racist, whatever you want to call them. I think everybody can agree, like, good. We're glad that that didn't happen. Um, I did not like Bubba's initial response on Don Lemon's show on CNN. I really didn't. And um, I'm like I said, I'm trying to stay completely unbiased on this thing. And you all know I don't like to talk about political issues and shit like that, but... I'm just giving you my opinion on this. I did not like his response, you know? Instead of just, like, being like, hey, man, maybe we jump to conclusions here, um, you know, or maybe we shouldn't have blown it up, or even if, you know, let's say, you know, they found the noose, and and they, like they said, they've never seen one before in a garage. They've never seen that not used as a, as a rope pull, and... You know, they, so they're like, what the fuck is this? You know, and they report it, and then NASCAR releases it. Let's say all that happened. Um, In my opinion, all Bubba then has to go on CNN and say, it's like, hey, this wasn't for me. It was not directed at me. And, like, I'm grateful knowing that, you know, this didn't happen in the NASCAR community. And uh, if anything... It, we can see how great and not racist this NASCAR community is by what they did for me when they pushed my car out. You know, he can say something like that. And I think both sides would have been like good response. Good response to that. You know, there's been a lot of negativity around NASCAR. Like I said, it's like the fucking sports version of the year 2020. So there's been a lot of negativity around it. Uh, lately, and I think this was a great opportunity for Bubba, who's essentially been like a big part of this negativity. Not saying he's the negative, but like all the negativity and things that have been going on in NASCAR, he, he seems to be a part of. So it would have been great for Bubba to come out and try to like end it, you know, and be like, no, guys, this wasn't a racist act against me. And um, if anything, the NASCAR community has been like crazy supportive and. I love it here, and I'm just happy that it wasn't a news directed at me or something like that. That would have been great. Instead, he just kind of kept reiterating the same points where he was like, well, it's a noose, you know. Even, it was, if, you, even if it wasn't directed at me, it is a noose, and we have to wonder why was it, you know. And it's just like, dude, just can we can, – can you help NASCAR move forward? You know, like help NASCAR move forward. It seems – it's just weird, man seems like he doesn't want to help NASCAR move forward in the right direction. Um, because if he did, then he would be trying to, like, unify everybody right now. And I was always a Bubba fan. But I just did not like that interview with him. So, that's where I stand on the whole thing. That's it. Like I said, it's not like a smoking hot take. That's just my opinion. Um, and that's it. I mean, I don't have anything else to talk about. That's pretty much it. So that's going to do it for this episode. Hope everybody enjoyed it. I know it got weird there at the end. I'll probably try to get somebody else to come back on like for next week to do another interview. We'll talk about something more fun than uh, racism. 
Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you all again next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.